Today we have one of many of Jesus' healing stories. Most of Jesus' miracles, healing miracles, are recounted to us in the Synoptic Gospels. That's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Also, there's a few in John's Gospel. And uh, in these uh, these Gospels, they tell the stories of Jesus' healings. There are also some of the healing stories found outside the New Testament in several of the non-canonical Gospels, but for the most part, we're familiar with those that are found in the Bible. There's the blind man in Bethsaida, and blind Bartimaeus in Jericho, and the blind man born from birth in Jerusalem. In that story, Jesus uses mud and spit and tells him to wash in the pool of Siloam. Jesus heals the paralytic at Capernaum, and that's found in all three synoptics. John's gospel tells a similar story occurring at the pool of Bethsaida in Jerusalem. Jesus cures a woman with hemorrhages uh, while on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He heals a crippled woman in the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He heals a man with dropsy, that's an edema or a serious swelling. He heals a a man with a withered hand at the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He does that a lot, by the way. He heals Malchus, the high priest's servant who lost his ear during the scuffle in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was arrested. He healed the Roman centurion's personal servant at or near Capernaum. Jesus touched and healed lots of people in Gennesaret. And there are several instances where it says he just in general healed people of their diseases, but doesn't go into much detail. And today we have this story of Jesus healing a deaf mute in one of the cities of the Decapolis, a person that we don't really know his circumstances, we don't really know his situation, we don't really know that much about him, simply that he is a deaf mute. Now, sometimes he spoke to them to heal them. Sometimes he touched them to heal them. Sometimes they touched him to be healed. Once he, as I said earlier, once he spat on some mud and made a little mud cake and then put that on the guy's tongue. I'm sorry, that's not only icky, but double icky. (laughs) And in today's story, it says that he sticks his fingers in a guy's ears and then spits on his fingers, and then touches that to his tongue. (laughs) Although if it's going to have to be somebody's spit, I'd rather be Jesus's than anybody else's. (laughs) So Jesus, I had a friend who once told me that his favorite doctor was Dr. Jesus. Amen, brother. Dr. Jesus. I've had some... I've had some wonderful doctors in my life, and I've had some doctors that, well, you know, I went and got another doctor as a result of that. And the very best doctors in my life have been those doctors who recognized that any and all healing that occurs comes about because of the love of Jesus in their life and in our lives. Healing. Jesus healed. Jesus cured and healed many people. 
Now, sometimes when he cured them, when he healed them, it was a physical ailment. Sometimes when he cured or healed, it was a spiritual ailment or an emotional ailment. He cured and he healed. And it's usually because someone has brought someone who was ill to Jesus. So it doesn't just involve Jesus and the sick person, but often the faith of those who bring a paralytic or bring a blind mute or bring someone to Jesus to be healed. So it takes Jesus, it takes the sick person, and it often takes someone bringing a sick person, an ill person, to Jesus. The gift of healing is amazing. It's an amazing one to behold. I've seen people healed. I've seen people healed in ways that, you know, clearly are identifiable as medical in nature by the administrations of a nurse or doctor. I've watched God heal people. I've watched God heal people through the words of another person. Someone emotionally distraught. And there happens to be someone there who has just that way with others. And when they speak a word, healing begins. My dad was that way. My dad was an electrical engineer. Electrical engineers are always looking for systems and structures. They're looking for patterns. They're looking for identifiable and quantifiable things. And my dad was that way with everything, including the Bible and his faith and God's grace. One of the things that he had noticed in his own life and was noticed about him by others, including myself, was that my dad had the gift of healing. It usually involved simply him walking into a room. On multiple occasions, I watched my dad walk into a room. It was a contentious meeting, a church meeting. And you know, what church meetings aren't contentious? Yeah, I know there are some, but this was a really contentious meeting. And my dad walks into the meeting and whammo, it quiets down. One day we were having a healing service at First Methodist Church in Seagoville. Mom and dad were regulars at the Seagoville Church. And it was the middle of the healing service, and we had several people at the altar rail. And I'm there with oil, anointing with oil and praying for various individuals, for various reasons, for needs. And a wonderful woman, a poet named Blanche, was kneeling in front of me at the rail, and I had just applied oil to her forehead. And for whatever reason, and dad to this... Well, until the day he died, he said he didn't know why. He just felt called to get up and come down and lay his hands on her too. And so here I am praying, and suddenly my dad is behind her, placing his hands on her shoulders. And as she tells it, when he did that, she felt the fear, the anxiety, the depression fall off her shoulders. When his hands went on her. She still had struggles. She still had illness. But suddenly it became easier. To deal with it. To face it. Because she knew she wasn't facing it alone. And in my dad's touch. She felt the touch. 
of Jesus. Through my dad's touch, she felt the touch of Jesus. Healing is real. It occurs. Sometimes doctors call it remission. Sometimes they don't have a reason or answer for it at all. It simply is. But healing is real. And we have seen it. Many of us have seen it in our own lives. And here we have these stories of Jesus healing people, reaching out, touching, speaking to them, praying to God, giving them orders and commandments, directing them to pick up their mat and walk, telling them your faith has made you well. We have Jesus speaking to them, touching them, and healing them. By His very presence, healing them. By His very words, healing them. By His very touch, healing them. The actions were sort of irrelevant. Fingers and ears, mud on tongue, spit on tongue, matters not. Jesus, just speak to me, please. Matters not. His presence, His healing presence made everything better. <clears throat> Delivered people who were stuck in a demonic depression. Delivered people from illness. Delivered people from the prison of their sins. Delivers us from captivity to our sins. The very presence of Jesus brings healing and wholeness, completion, fulfillment to our lives and to the lives of the people that He touched in the healing stories in Scripture. No wonder the people couldn't keep quiet. Jesus ordered them to tell no one, tell no one, He said. But the more He ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. They were astounded beyond measure. They wouldn't keep quiet about it. He even orders them, Keep quiet. Shh, don't, don't tell anyone. And they wouldn't shut up. Did you catch that? Jesus gives them an order, and they disobey. Shouldn't they get a spanking or something for that? When I was a kid, you disobeyed mom or dad. Guess what? Whack. Shouldn't they get a spanking or something for disobeying Jesus? I heard you think back here. Let's try that again. And the answer is yes. Shouldn't something happen for disobeying Jesus? Yes! And the more zealously he told them, don't, the more zealously they proclaimed it. He does everything well. That word well is an interesting word. I love playing around with words. It means beautifully. The, the original Greek word translated well here probably could be translated the following. Beautifully, splendidly, fitly, correctly, superbly, completely, 
I love this last one. Without objectionability. <laughs> In other words, well, he does everything well. I wish I could do everything well. Everything I touch seems to go to muck sometimes. Who here does everything well? Raise your hand. Oh, I better not see your hand, friends. <laughs> Boy, I wish I could raise my hand. But I can't. I don't do everything well. When I touch something, half the time it seems to go to pot. Oops. I touched it. It's going to go crazy. Kind of like Pandora. I touch it, bango, the box opens. Oops. I can't do something without making a mistake. Jesus does everything well. We don't. We make mistakes. Jesus doesn't. We make mistakes. Jesus does everything well. Thank God. Jesus does everything well. We fail. We mess up. When we put our hands to it, eh, whoops. Greg doesn't do everything well, but Jesus does. You don't do everything well, but Jesus does. We don't do everything well, but Jesus does. Say that with me. Jesus does everything well. Again, Jesus does everything well. A third time, Jesus does everything well. When we fail, Jesus does everything well. When we forget, Jesus does everything well. When we're sick, Jesus does everything well. When we're afraid, Jesus does everything well. When we're alone, Jesus does everything well. When we're depressed, Jesus does everything well. When we're anxious, Jesus does everything well. When we sin, Jesus does everything well. When we turn away, Jesus does everything well. When we run away, Jesus does everything well. Oh, praise God that Jesus does everything well. We don't. We fail. We stumble, we sin, we make mistakes, we forget, we struggle with anxiety and fear, depression, we struggle with illnesses, we struggle with our friends who have illnesses and our family who have illnesses, we make mistakes in dealing with others, we fail to act or speak, or we say the wrong thing the wrong way. Sometimes knowing that that person's going to hear it that way and be upset by it. We don't do everything well. The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus does everything well. He touches us. He heals us. He delivers us. He forgives us. 
He carries us forward. He picks us up when we've stumbled and fallen. He dusts us off and we put, he puts us back on the path. Jesus does everything well, superlatively, without objectability, perfectly, completely, wholly, wonderfully. Jesus does everything well. When we go through life stumbling and falling and failing, when we find ourselves unable to speak or unable to hear, when we find ourselves sick in bed, broken physically, emotionally, spiritually, when we find our relationships falling apart, when we find our loved ones hurting in pain, when we find ourselves saying something that we know we shouldn't say the instant we say it, when we fail, when we sin, Jesus does everything well. And all we have to do is turn to Him. Lean on Him. Trust in His grace. Stand in His presence. Walk in His light. Share His love. Hear His words of love and peace and grace and hope. All we have to do is feel Him touch us. Receive His touch. And know that in our lives, He does everything well. My sisters and brothers, as you face this week and the weeks to come, know that Jesus does everything well in your life. And no matter what may be falling apart, no matter what fear may be confronting you, no matter what pain it may be, know that Jesus in your life does everything well and simply trust in Him. And then, step out in faith, trusting in Him, trusting in Jesus, and allow Him to work through you to do everything well around you. I don't know what's confronting you today. What pain, what illness, what fear, what sickness, what depression, what anxiety, what struggle, physical, emotional, spiritual, family, friends. I don't know what's confronting you today. We're all facing something. There's a wonderful prayer that says, we pray for those who struggle greatly in life. And we pray for those who think they don't have anything to pray for. My friends, I don't know what faces you today. But know that no matter what your circumstance What's your situation? What's your condition? In your life, in our lives together, say it with me. Jesus does everything well. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And may God's people say, Amen.